Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here, as always, with Captain Jack Barry. <laughs> Jack, my friend, how are you, sir? It's good to see you. It's good to see you as well, sir. Yeah. Doing yep. well. Yep. Yep. You were late. On this. You were late. You were late. Gray. You were late to our <laughs> podcasting session. I thought you had abandoned me. I thought you had quit. I thought you had oh left. Like, you know, because here's the thing. That's what my co-hosts do. You know, I thought you had. Here we go. Just just like Daniel, just up and left me. <laughs> you know, you were five minutes Josh, late have, and I you started have PTSD, getting. PTSD, my friend. Hey. Yeah, you have what? PTSD from the whole, like, uh, co-host thing. I'm really a victim. I really am. I really am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got stuff to work through. But that's okay. You know what? You're here. It's good to see you. Um, I was, uh, I was pre- preoccupied as I was waiting for you. I was watching this dude do it like an in like an in ground pool install. You know those like Facebook re- like okay. videos that you get sucked into. Yeah, <laughs> can't. I don't know why it popped up, but I kept watching it. It was really really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. That's not good. That that's not I good mean, radio. Nobody wants to hear about that's, that. That's a. I don't know. You can you can it's get a, old man you can stuff. Get a lot. Well, not only old man stuff. I mean, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody can relate to this. Mm-hmm. Everybody can relate to just pulling on a thread. Mm-hmm. On YouTube, oh yeah, and then there's another video after that, yeah, and another video and then, after that, yes. and another video after that. Okay, you are down so. the rabbit hole very, very quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah very oh, quickly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Jack, it's good to see you, man. Um, yes, and, uh, we have a it's good we, to be here. We've got an interesting topic today. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, dude. You, you know, you know our topic today, so. We'll get to the cigar review in a second, but but I wanna I wanna do mm-hmm. a little I wanna do a little pre, uh, you know a little oh, little pre topic talk, <laughs> dude. This topic, yeah. so we're gonna be talking about mm-hmm. city versus country. 
when it yeah. comes to local church ministry. Yeah. Right? And I got to tell you, dude, like this is going to bring up in my head, in my heart, so much prejudice. <laughs> oh, my So gosh. much unconfessed <laughs> prejudice that I Here have. For city people, <laughs> because of for where the I, people like me. Be, yes, for you specifically. <laughs> I can't wait to get into it. But uh, before we do, Jack, you yep. sir, as always, uh, have a cigar for us. Why don't you give us this week's mm. reformatory cigar of the week? What do you have? Okay, so this cigar of the week is very interesting. Uh, we don't usually uh, talk about Connecticut's. No, we don't. No. We don't. No. So I picked out this Connecticut. It's another Churchill. Wow, you're on a Churchill kick. I'm on a Churchill kick. A Churchill Connecticut. That's like, okay. Yeah. Okay, so. You're going to have you're gonna have to convince me on this one. Not, I mean, I okay. mean not even to say, not even to say our <laughs> listeners. Like, I'm, I'm waiting to hear how you're going to convince me that this should be our, 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 our week, our, our cigar week. Okay, so um, this the cigar is called the 300 Hands, Churchill, mm-hmm. Connecticut. It is by Southern Draw. Okay. It sure. is, Southern yeah. Draw is the me. makers of uh, probably one of the best Connecticut's you'll ever have, the Rose of Sharon. Mm-hmm. Um, this brand, this kind of line, 300 Hands, they kind of made it in homage to basically all the people involved in making cigars mm-hmm. so they they started making uh this 300 hands line primarily because they said hey um let's kind of give back and so part i think part of the profits of this cigar go directly back into like the cigar makers mm-hmm. so basically into their hands so it is kind of more of like a passion project that you could say um but i mean Honestly, like it's so MSRP is still eight to ten dollars. That's per a good Churchill. price, dude. That's really good. So that's really good for a cigar, okay? Yeah. So it's you know, the length is <laughs> if, if you're gonna be sitting here for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a seven by forty eight. So the length is seven Ooh. inches, the the gauge is is forty eight, all right? Um, fillers, Dominican and Nicaraguan. Oh man, binder, binder is Peruvian. Whoa, Dude, coming out getting, of the we woodwork. Getting, okay, we getting some sauciness today. Okay. Um, yeah, and then um, wrapper is going to be Nicaraguan as well too. Uh, Nicaragua, so Connecticut that is from Nicaragua. Three so hands. there you go, right there. So that's the bandage that you like got it. right there that Josh put up. So what you're going to get is some more earthy, mm. but almonds with some cream, some crema uh, in that smoke. So crema earth, crema. almonds, cream. Um, I I have smoked 300 hands before, maybe mm. in the Lonsdale, okay. and it tasted fantastic. So I think that usually... I think personally, if you smoke a line and you smoke it in a Connecticut, usually you're getting different flavors because the tobacco is just packed in there differently. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's a longer smoke. So I've smoked 300 hands Connecticut's before, but in different various sizes. Okay. And I really like them a lot. I would say, I'm not going to say they're a charter oak. 
Connecticut. Okay. Or may or not even like uh or not even like a Rosa Sharon. Yeah. But I would say they're adjacent to it. Okay. All right. So if you're looking as for far as taste. If you're looking for a cheaper smoke that's on the lighter end, something you can have kind of for breakfast, maybe something that you don't really need a whole lot in your stomach to enjoy. Maybe try the 300 hands. It's not going to break the bank. And it's from a reputable boutique uh, cigar company. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. I, I, I don't think, Jack, I don't think we should rest until we have smoked 300, 300 hands. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like, you know, as far and as it, goals go, <laughs> you know, we might be kick. able to be the first to say that. And then kick a guy into that endless pit off yes, of 300. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, okay. This okay, here okay. is. You know what it is? The reformatory. You know what it is? <laughs> you know what it is? All right. I will not rest until we are smoking. We have smoked 300, 300 hands while watching 300. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, right that's, there. there. There you go. That's right it. there. <laughs> that's yep. It. Nailed right. it. Well, that is uh, the 300 hands by Southern Draw. Great cigar. Go get it. That is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So today, my friend, we have another uh, fun topic. I think this is going to be a good one. So there's a lot of debate. Well, and you know what? You know what's interesting is I feel like this debate, this whole city versus country debate regarding where should you focus your ministry? Where should we start planting churches? Where should we start focusing kind of our 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 front lines of Christendom, right? And there's always mm-hmm. been this kind of this 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 pseudo war raging between well, should we focus on more rural or you know, you know, country less populated <laughs> places? Uh, or you have the whole thing that was really popularized, I want to say what, mid 2000s? Maybe 2010s? Uh, early, early to mid-2000s, I want to say. Okay, by Tim Keller, who, who mm-hmm. really pushed. There was a massive push to like focus your evangelism on the cities because that's where the people are. And if we want to start seeing change in our culture and change in the society that we live in, start you know, you know, know, actually affecting the culture in a large scale for the gospel, you got to go where the large scale is, right? Um, yeah. And there was a big push by him, some of which, if I remember correctly, I, I could be wrong because I haven't, you know, this, this, I remember reading all this way back when. Some of it I feel like he backtracked on a little bit because I think when he first started, he came out pretty strong, if I remember yeah. correctly, on basically like the the epicenters of, of population need to be the focus. And there really wasn't yeah. a whole lot of focus put on you know, smaller, you know, either, either, you know, country or rural areas. Right. So I think, I think it yeah. has come to more of a balance, but this question still remains. And this is still a topic of conversation. And no matter who you talk to, you're going to have different people that have different opinions on it. And mm-hmm. as I have experienced, and again, this is where some of my aforementioned prejudice comes from, <laughs> you have people who take moral, like moral high grounds on this. On this mm-hmm. on this particular issue, uh, on yeah. both sides, which is really interesting, right? So, yeah. Um, let me throw it over to you first, Jack. Okay. Why? What? Why are we talking about this? Why? Wh- why is this a topic that <clears throat> that that you particularly brought up? Because you said you guys you 
you guys were either talking about it or you thought about it during like a men's Bible study or something like that, right? Yeah. So we were talking about this. Um, this came up in a very sidebar conversation. So my Wednesday morning men's Bible study goes is going through the Epistle to the Hebrews. And we were going specifically through chapter, I'm bringing it up, chapter 11. We we're talking about um, kind of the quote-unquote hall of faith, which honestly, if you really pull the threads in these texts, mm-hmm. it's really about Jesus. Shocker. It's completely, it's completely about Jesus. Shocker. Working in these people's lives, pre-incarnate and incarnate. You just done so, blew my mind. Yeah, um, just it connects like the whole passage, like the whole chapter is connecting. Wait, are you saying that. that Paul did not unhitch from the Old Testament then? Do you think Paul wrote Hebrews? Oh, yeah. I don't think he did. That's that's completely no 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 Paul no no Paul wrote Hebrews. No way. This is, no this is way. not even disputable. Okay. Get, oh, yes, this out, is. Get this is absolutely out of here with disputable. This, dude. He, no, it is absolutely Paul disputable. Paul wrote Hebrews. He wrote. He wrote. Dude, it is his finger. His grubby little hands are all over that epistle, dude. Are you kidding me? Who do you think wrote dude, it? Who do you think wrote it? There's no way. You think it was Mark? No, I think it was Apollos. Apollo. I think it was Apollos. My primarily because you're just of Apollos, that's all (laughs) primarily because the writing style, the writing style is all over the place. I don't think it, I don't think, I mean, it could be Paul, but man, the writing style is all over the place. If you read Hebrews, it's like, it's Paul, dude, you are like everywhere. It can't, it's Paul. I feel like it just can't be. Paul. You're, so you're, anyway, you're taking crazy we can say we can save that for the pod luck. Look, we can Jack, save that for the pod luck. Here. Jack, my friend, <laughs> I would agree with you, but then I we'd both be wrong. Okay, like we can't, we can't just. I don't want both of us to be wrong. One of us has to be right here on this podcast. Okay. Anyway, so okay. you were you so, were you were going through Hebrews, written by you know TBD, right? Till we get to glory. Yep. Exactly. All right. All right. <laughs> um, and then we got to the part of we were getting to the part of like Abraham, right? Mm, and we yeah. were talking about it was so weird because in this text, in like verse eight, chapter eleven, verse eight to like verse ten, mm. it it basically chronicles about how by faith he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, co heirs of the same promise. And so sidebar, oh boy. and then, so we went off and we kind of talked a little bit. And then in, in verse 10, it says, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Mm. And we're like, hold up. Does it say that back in Genesis? And so we were, we were going back and forth about like, okay, wait a minute. Does God take people out of the city and does he put them in rural areas, or does he take people in rural areas and put them in the city? Well, I mean, so we're if like you, going back and you know, forth. If on you grew that. up where I did, you know, <laughs> only the true believers leave the city and come out to where the where the grass is green. And I was gonna say the girls are pretty, but that's 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 a that's a different song. <laughs> oh yeah, man! Yeah. So we were t- we were like sidebarring. Barring yeah, this, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we started to get we started to get into the the topic of well, what's better? Yeah, is right. living <laughs> yeah, in which, the what, rural area, 
Is living in the rural area supposed to be the calling of God or is to find this city Mm. and to live in it uh, to where obviously Paul is is doing most of his ministry in port cities, right? Mm, Sure. So he's doing that because there's commerce, because there's a certain way that he is strategizing building churches Mm -hmm. that a port city can basically kind of jumpstart you onto yeah right right so we started to talk about like okay like how did we get to this point of the rule versus city like what's better than this sure. and i think one of the guys was like i don't necessarily agree with tim keller and what he started to bring up with the whole like let's all move to the city's mentality mm. um which I'm just like, was it Keller or was it Piper who said this? And I think we even had this conversation. You and I like were arguing over this too. So, so I am, I'm convinced <laughs> it was Keller. Like I remember that was his, like that was his baby. Now I think Piper had some things to say about it too, but I think it was mainly Keller that that kind of uh, flagshipped it. I could be wrong, but I, but I just remember all of the like I remember Ke- okay, like whoever idea whoever idea it was. Keller got most of the heat, so that I know. <laughs> so maybe he took, maybe he yeah, took he some bullets for Piper, <laughs> but he got all he the got smoke all that, on that smoke. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, yeah, it's just interesting how we've seen the development of this happen because I feel mm-hmm. like it's horseshoeing back around. I feel like the conversations are back now to people are now leaving the city because of all oh, yeah. the calamity and stuff yep. that's happened over the last couple of years, people are leaving the city. Mm-hmm. And you even see this in counties, rural counties that I grew up in, um, which are uh, the Kittitas County in central Washington state, where mm-hmm. now the population is booming. Yeah, At least the, the housing market is booming there again. And it seems like because all the people are leaving the bigger cities to go out yeah. and live in these rural populations again. Yeah. And so then it starts to beg the question, should we be doing that? Well, it depends <laughs> on who you ask. You know? Yeah. If you ask somebody so, where I grew up, absolutely not. They're ruining our county. They're driving up house prices. They're killing our cattle. And even <laughs> and and even also you have this dynamic cuz I've lived in both Ellensburg and Tacoma. Yeah. I've lived in bigger cities, I lived in smaller cities over my lifetime. Which, which Ellensburg I've, and Tacoma, dude, I think you you have succeeded in living in the worst places of both eastern and western Washington. So congrats to you. You picked you picked the worst parts of both sides. <laughs> What can I say? You get the you get the Tacoma Dome and you get the Ellensburg the the world famous Ellensburg Rodeo. My you goodness, know? dude, you, you get can both pick of those ends. Um, So I think that it's interesting because when I was growing up too, and when I wouldn't say I didn't hear this a whole lot, but I heard this animosity. Mm. There's an animosity towards people who lived in the city or big and ur- bigger urban. Areas. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And then when I became a Christian, it still was there to the extent of, well, those people over there. Yep. And it's like, wait, there are Christians over there. You know that, right? Yeah. No, dude, I, I <laughs> so, experienced so I grew up in, in, in Okanagan County. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing. Right. Yeah. I grew up having I mean, I I joke about about having prejudice toward, you know, the side of the mountains that I live on now. But it used to legitimately be like that. There is yeah. so much pre- prejudice 
when you cross, basically when you cross the Cascade Mountains, when you get over that mountain range, you are in a different state. Even though you're still in Washington, you are in a different state. Everything's different. The people are different. The climate is different. The politics are different. There is yeah. such a massive prejudice uh, in eastern Washington for folks that live on this side of the mountains. And even more so, I would say, and I experienced this <laughs> going back and visiting home, even more so people that left eastern Washington to go live on western Washington like I did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, dude, the prejudice is real. Just just on like a socioeconomic political level, like 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 not even not even accounting, not even counting Christians at this point. Just the yeah. general population, the prejudice is yeah. real. But it's crazy too because in areas like where your church is at, mm-hmm. I would consider that a very rural area. But mm-hmm. you're on the western side of the mountains, right? So you get basically lumped in. Yep. To oh yeah, the we rest do. Of oh, the depravity. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is crazy to me. It like how okay, this is how it goes, right? You have you have Okanagan <laughs> County. You hit Wenatchee. You hit Leavenworth, which is basically basically just the the vacation spot for Seattle folks. You get over Steve. You get over the mountains. Everything's Seattle. It's just Seattle. That's all. That's all they think about. That's all they know. It's King County. It's Seattle. That's all it is. If you are on this side of the mountains, you're from Seattle, <laughs> and it's crazy. <laughs> that's it. You know. Yeah. Um, but dude, it's so real because what's interesting? What's an interesting part of this debate is how much that type of mentality will affect our theology, and will affect our heart for the lost. And will affect our our desire to to unify with other brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Is you know real you know pre- prejudicism, pre- prejudice, prejudicism, prejudice, prejudice is a thing. Just prejudice, yes, yeah, certain yeah. prejudice, yes. against other people, exactly. How about yeah. That? yeah, 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 yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. And it exists, and it affects a lot more than I think people people realize. And I think there's so much of that that gets lumped into this rural versus city debate. Even though I think when I think when the debate was posed, it was very much on a very much on a a theological, um, like evangelical level, and and you know, I'm sorry, not evangelical evangelism level, right? It's like, we need to get the gospel out to folks. So it's true, but I think it was an oversimplification of, this is where the most people are, so this is where all of our focus should go. Instead of, I think, having a more balanced approach that, you know, we'll, we'll get into later, right? But yeah, but, but yeah it's, a, it's, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic how much those real-life prejudice will actually seep into places that I don't think we realize it does. Well, on top of it, too, I think the the other dynamic is is that being a part of Mars Hill, this was always the oh, yeah. mentality. You go into a city. You better go into cities. Right. We ain't going to no rural places. Mm-hmm. We ain't planting churches out in the rural areas. Yeah. Um, it was always about the city. Like, it was always a focus. But the problem is, is that if you do that so hyper-intentively like that, mm-hmm. You create this way in which you resent the city you even live in. Mm. It's not a place where you look at and you try to 
be evangelistic in, or you try to leverage aspects of the city in order to share the gospel, you start to develop this animosity towards the city and towards people who don't have the same faith like you, everything. You're not just, you're not loving your neighbor. There is a cultivation of it's us versus them. We're better neighbors than you are, Mm. technically. (laughs) And so that was what happened in the Mars Hill area, the Mars Hill machine, you could call it, because you were really doing that if you were a part of a city. Mm. Like you needed to come against that city in a way where you're almost resenting it, Mm. which is not a, if you, I mean, I think Josh and I have talked about this, but you should have a clear conscience when you do things. It helps. Your conscience, (laughs) (laughs) your conscience should be uh, captivated by the fact that God has called you to a certain place and has a certain mission for you. And that mission is to share the gospel with people around you and to love them as Jesus loves us. And so, um, yeah, it's just that kind of mentality is. But you also see that in a rural dynamic because then they are kind of resenting the bigger cities mm. uh, because of stuff um, and everything along those lines. So yeah, well, I, I think mean, part of it, yeah. Anyway. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say I can, I can speak I can speak to that. Is 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 that they're growing up and and the there's so much of it that's actually still there. I see it and I hear it when I visit. Right. Um, yeah. There's so much of a feeling of superiority because of where one lives, right? Yeah. And because that feeling of superiority is there, it affects how you view other Christians, right? And it, mm-hmm. and, and it goes so far, it goes so far as this, that if I am a Christian that lives in the country and am doing so because of moral reasons, I am then yeah. going to take that morality that I have created for myself and I'm going to apply that across the board to other people. So now, everyone who is not living where I live, living how I live, living in the way that I agree with, mm-hmm. is not pursuing righteousness or holiness in the way that they should. And we begin to see this mentality. And it doesn't, you know, this this will extend to anything. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not just where you live. This will extend to anything. Yeah. Convictions. Yeah. What churches you go to, uh, you know, fill in the blank. If your morality is coming from inside of you and not from the word of God, you're going to be an island unto yourself and you're not going to ultimately have any authority other than you. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what ends up happening is you have these people that are that 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 feel superior on one side or the other because of where they live and the choices that they have have made. Now, because I live here, um, you know, and I agree with the choices that I made, because if I'm if I'm living rural, it's because I don't like the city and I don't like the politics and I don't like the people and anyone that lives over there. I'm not I'm just not going to agree with. And if I did agree with them, they'd be making the same decisions I did. Right. Obviously, that's an extreme, yeah. but it's a real extreme, and it's one that I've seen, and it's one that I've experienced. Yeah. It's one that I've heard, right? And you begin to create camps, uh, even within Christianity, based on regions, right? Um, and that's just not biblical, yeah. right? It doesn't matter yeah. where you live. It doesn't matter what side of the mountain you live on. If you're a Christian, you're united to each other with a bond that's greater than anything, 
greater than where you live, greater than your political affiliations, greater than even family blood. You're 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 united mm. by the blood of Christ, which yeah. is the strongest bond that there is. And yeah. I think it helps when we're talking about this particular topic of city versus country to remember that that ultimately what unites you is not where you live, it's not what you do. It's who has bought and paid for you. Mm-hmm. You're united by the blood of Christ. Yeah. Um, so that's, 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 I think, the root of the issue um, mm-hmm. is people forget that, and they begin to elevate yeah. things that shouldn't be elevated. Uh, and this, again, I'm speaking from the countryside because that's what I know. Right. I grew up there. That's the that, you know, my my mentality, my thought process, my heart to 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 get somewhat dramatic, my my political ideals. It is still very country. That's mm-hmm. never going to go away. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can <clears throat> I mean, you can take me out of the country, but you can't take the country out of me like that. That's just how it is. Right. I, I you know, j- no matter where I live, I'm always going to be from Okanagan County. And mm-hmm. but. With that, you know, those those aspects haven't changed. I realize and I can see now ex- having experienced both where that prejudice has seeped in in places that it shouldn't. Because if I yeah. let it, Jack, it's going to keep me from connecting and from investing in the lives of my of my people out here simply because I'm viewing them first not as Christians – but as West Siders, which is yeah, which is what we call y'all. Two oh sixers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. King Counties, <laughs> Seattleites. It's funny because it's funny because I live in Pierce County, and Pierce County is dramatic, dr- like pretty drastically more conservative leaning. Um, well, I mean, primarily- you guys are really blue collar. Yes, we're yeah. blue. Co- we're more blue collar down here. Um, plus, we we have, I would say, half of our county is in more of a rural dynamic to to one extent. Sure, like you're kind of rural adjacent. I don't know if you could say that or not. Yeah. <laughs> because I was telling Josh this the other day. If you drive down, uh, Pacific Highway, which is Highway Seven, mm. which is basically literally, if you make. Uh, if you go down the street I live on, make a left, and then drive for about like a couple minutes and then make a right, you're on Pacific Highway. Yep. That Pacific Highway takes you directly to basically Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. And then it also takes you to- um, Sodom and Gomorrah. Say, uh, <laughs> White Pass. Oh. <laughs> White Pass. Right. Yeah. White Pass area. Yeah. <laughs> which is all rural county area. Yes. I mean, if you look at it, I mean- the Spanaway area, Yelm, that's all technically rural county it's, area. It's, it's that's all, not it's very all too far away. Yeah, it's all farmland. So, um, and even like Josh and I were talking about this yesterday about basically most of a, a certain portion of what we would call like built up urban area mm-hmm. was really just farmland once. And, and then it got cultivated and then people came in and then there was a surge of population and then even the army base and the air force base got put right basically on farmland mm-hmm. uh, because it was flat enough and clear enough. So yeah, it's just a very interesting dynamic to where you never know yeah. like that, that, uh, that rural area could be a built up 
urban area one day. Sure. And it could come, it may not come today or tomorrow, but it'll come over a period of time and investment maybe. Yeah. And I was even talking about this where the county that I grew up in, Kittitas County, there's a surge more of people moving there and building houses because they don't want to live in places like Bellevue or Seattle. But they will commute an hour, an hour and a half to Bellevue, which I don't understand this, across the pass. Yeah. It's can, can somebody stupid. explain this? <laughs> it's, it's the money, baby. They want that Jetta. It's what worth the it's heck? worth the Jetta. But, but, but see, look, like, like this is the thing, right, is, you know, no matter where you are, whether you're in rural or you're in city, mm-hmm. your yeah. local church that you commit to is going to have its unique set of issues. Local yeah. churches in the heart of Seattle have issues that are very specific to Seattle churches. Okay, We need churches in Seattle. Seattle's a really dark place. Yeah. And that's not my yeah, prejudice coming is. through. It's just true. It's <laughs> no, one, it is. I, I would argue that it's one of the, one of the d- darkest cities in America right now. We so just to back up we, what Josh is saying, yeah, to put like sure, a little yeah. bit more to to paint a bigger more pic to ba- to paint a bigger picture. So yeah. my wife and I went to Pike Place, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe this last winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember which what is it was yes, for. where I you think guys it was get for your our coffee. anniversary dinner. It was for our anniversary dinner. Okay, um, oh. and which our anniversary dinner was around. Well, it's on December 17th, so. Mm. I think we went there for a rest to a restaurant or something like that. So we're walking to this downtown hotel and literally every single like side alley street mm-hmm. is like two or three people shooting up. Oh yeah. Yep. Every yep. It's, it's, single it's not even a, side street. Not even an exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. They've or, they've created quote unquote safe injection sites. That is the that yeah. is the term. Yeah. These are these are sanctioned areas <clears throat> set up by the government for individuals <laughs> to reside in and shoot up methamphetamines and heroin in a quote unquote safe space. Yeah. Funded by the city of Seattle. Yeah. This is what we're working with. Yeah. <laughs> these these people need Jesus, uh, right? Yeah. And there's I think part of the prejudice is that you see stuff like that. You see how dark mm-hmm. it is, and you think, "Let's just ship up and ship out." Yeah, let's just let's yeah. just pull everything out. Like remove, like remove the ground troops. We're getting out. We're getting out of Dodge. We're handing mm-hmm. this over to Satan, right? Yeah. The problem with that mentality is that that's not your job. We don't have yeah. the authority to call something Sodom and Gomorrah and wait for the, you know, hellfire to start raining down, right? I mean, that's what Jonah tried to do to Nineveh, right? He gave it one shot. Yeah. He walked in. He 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 you had one he job. He checked Jonah. off, he checked the box and then he walked out and he's waiting. He's like, "Yeah. All right, let's watch this place burn," right? And I feel like that's what a lot of individuals, especially uh, in Eastern Washington, where I grew up, that's how they view yeah. Seattle, right? And I think that yeah. that you'll have that in any state where you have country, and and, and city in, in the same thing is it, it's it's a very common attitude, right? And you have prejudice yeah. the other way too, right? You have a lot of people in the cities, like not like country folk, 
prejudice mm-hmm. is real on both sides, right? But 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 to get to back to my point, like like Jack just 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 illustrated, Seattle's a really dark place. And there are people there that desperately need Jesus and desperately need the gospel. And you're going to have people there who are at rock bottom that have turned to every resource that they know mm-hmm. except Christ. And the fields are ripe for harvest, right? Mm-hmm. We need people who have a calling and feel the sense of urgency and the love to share the gospel with those folks. We need folks to take that mission on. But yeah. we also need and there's folk- a Sorry, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, there's, there's another... Yeah, there's a dynamic to this that's very interesting, too, because when we were talking about this at my Bible study, there's a guy who lives out in a rural area. His name's Roy. Roy is like one of those seasoned, like lives in obscurity kind of saints mm. that you on, you only find like one in a lifetime, yeah. right? This guy, like he volunteers at CareNet to help men who don't want to abort their kids. Mm. Basically, he volunteers to coach them up to be dads. Yeah, He's, he's adopted like two or three kids of his own wow. who are outside of his family. And Legitimately doing the Lord's area. work. Yeah, like he's he's out there doing it. And, you know, he's in his 60s. And it was funny because I said, you know what? This doesn't matter. This subject that we're talking about, these distinctions, they don't matter when it doesn't matter if my neighbor's ungodly or Roy's neighbor out in the rural area is ungodly. They still need Jesus. Yeah. Plain and simple. The solution is still the same. Yeah. Yeah. The solution's still the same. Whether you live mm-hmm. in in the sticks of eastern Washington or you live in the high rises of Seattle, your main issue is that you need Jesus. And the only thing that is going to satisfy your need is the gospel. And that transcends that that need, that innate need transcends everything because it yeah. is innate in all of us. All of us have a need for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And different churches are going to have different issues, like we were talking about. The big city churches are going to have their own specific set of issues that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. The country churches are going to have just as many issues. They're just <laughs> different. They're different, yep. right? And yep. and and again, I'm talking from a place that I know because part of the prejudice that I have had to work through is that because I live in the country, I have less issues I got to deal with. No, mine are just maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less obvious and therefore more insidious. Yeah. Right? The city has its issues, absolutely. And they're normally, normally, not across the board, but normally very obvious and very flashy, very in your face. Yeah. Right? The country churches are going to have their own issues, and they're usually not as flashy. They're usually not as in your face, which means they can hide better, which means that they have the opportunity to sit and rot, right? Mm -hmm. Every church, no matter where you are, is going to be faced with its own specific set of issues. It's not one or the other. It's both, right? We We all have the same need. So whether you are in Seattle or you're in... You're in the sticks of Eastern Washington, whether you're in, you know, the sticks of Wyoming or you're in Chicago, right? You can be a faith and you you are called to be a faithful church 
to the people mm-hmm. that are around you because country people need Jesus just as much as city people, right? Yeah. And I don't like, you know, as much as I understand where Tim Keller was coming from with his, this is where the people are, so we need to get the gospel to them. Uh, yes, yeah. true. I think it created an imbalance with people. Yeah. Um, and I think that if we want to, st- I think we need to bring that back and kind of pull that back a little bit and say, you know what? Both people need good churches. The rural areas mm-hmm. need good churches because there are rural people there that need Jesus. And the cities need good, faithful churches because there are city people there that need Jesus. And at the end of the day, we're, we're Christians. We're people. Yep. Right? Yep. Doesn't matter where we live. What matters is our need and who we are trusting in to fulfill that need. So it's it's yeah it, it's it's just really interesting because I have to be careful, and and mm-hmm. I've you know I I joke about this with the guys at church a lot, but but I do have to be careful that that there are you know if something happens because here's the thing as we've already stated Washington is so liberal, and <laughs> because of because of how big King County is with all the people yeah. there wherever King County votes that's the way it goes for the rest of the state. Right. And like yeah. I said, you're, if you're in Eastern Washington in with with literally all factors, you're in a different state. So yeah. part, part of the prejudice comes from the fact that you got people in Eastern Washington who are having to deal with the laws and legislations from King County. That's completely different from them. Right. So sure. I have to be very careful with my own heart when Washington drops a new stupid bill because they're going to. It's just we seem to be wanting to be at the forefront of that kind of stuff these days. I have to be really careful because I can very quickly just go, oh, these city people and just, you know, just the way that they vote just kills me. I wish. And you know what? That's not helpful. It, it's it. it yeah. It's just not helpful. It doesn't create a spirit of of true desire to give them Jesus. I just it just makes me want to burn it down. And it's just not yeah. good, Jack. Yeah, I usually have the counteractive way of looking at legislation. Um, call it army conditioning, but it's just mm. like, all right, bring it on. <laughs> you do that. You just want to fight. You do that, guys. <laughs> you do that, guys. Yeah. You like- <laughs> $180 car tabs, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see this out. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Jack, Jack like, sitting here is like, <laughs> Jack's like, I'm I've going been to chewed out, out before. I'm going to outlive <laughs> all of you. This is yeah. gonna go. This is gonna blow. My, I'm still gonna be here. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's, there's a certain point where you do, yeah. There, I, I think there's a, there's a general idea of like, okay, this is ridiculous. But I think, as, as at least when it comes to the political here in in a more bluer state sure. because if you have major oh, population centers in, in Puget Sound, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, part of me is like, yeah, I get annoyed when this stuff happens, but I think the other part of me is just like, uh, okay, you going to play that game? Holy Spirit's going to do something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like yeah. it, it kind of cycles in my mind like that. Like, sure, mm-hmm. man can do what he wants to do. Right. And he can try to scheme and make his plans, but you can't supersede God's will. Yeah. And you can't supersede the Holy Spirit. 
and you can't supersede the gospel. You can try. You can ask the Roman Empire. You can try and do that. Just fi- <laughs> just try and find out, guy. Yeah. <laughs> just try and find out. It's very Calvinist um, of you, Jack. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, yeah, I usually take that route of like, okay, knuckleheads are gonna knucklehead. Yeah. Um, just just kind of, I just kind of take the punches as they come, and I think it's because I kind of. I, I was really political when I was younger. I was very zealous politically when I was younger. Sure. And then I just got burnt out of it because I figured out that both of the sides are just kind of playing the same game. They're yeah. just branded differently. Yeah. yeah. And that's <laughs> when Our libertarian like, sides are coming out. <laughs> quiet, quiet, quiet. Not too loud. Um, <laughs> that's And that's when I just was like, okay, you know, if, if that's what it's going to be, I'm in exile. And I'm just going to keep living life and I am going to keep relying on God. And sometimes you have to take that mentality, whether you live in the city or you live in a rural area, because you don't know what's coming. No, like I said, like the the population of Kittitas County is rising with more people. Mm -hmm. And you see this across the nation, many different states that had a certain amount of people who are voting a certain way are moving to more quote unquote conservative areas. Yeah. And that's going to change the whole dynamic well, and the whole And they're taking they're everything. taking their politics with them too, which is interesting, sure. right? So everything's changing, right? We, like yeah. we we are going to see just the demographics change, right? And and so the point mm-hmm. is if you're basing everything off of if you're basing your entire life off of where you live because of whether it's politics or you know you know whatever whatever it is i mean things are shaken up right yeah and that's what happens when you have your focus on something other than the than i mean ultimately the gospel but like jack mm-hmm. and i would argue and what we would encourage your local church mm-hmm. because your local church still needs to be there where yeah. whatever happens politically around you your local church still is it's still there those are your main constituents. Those are the people that you are committed to. And then you go out and you preach the gospel to whatever culture you happen to find yourself in. The local church is still there. And I think that mentality, especially what you're talking about, Jack, of, you know what, come what may, come good good weather, come good bad, you know, come bad weather, I'm still here. I'm on this ship. This is where I'm committing to, right? Yep. Yeah, and sometimes God calls you away, and sometimes he calls you mm-hmm. to stay. But make sure that the reasons that you are basing that off of are good, and they're right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jack. Big, big Eva has sung, sir. Yeah, she's probably from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> she probably, probably is, dude. Seattle? She's probably got that weird haircut and got some, like, <laughs> soy latte junk. <laughs> she's probably got Converse on. <laughs> <laughs> all the prejudice. No, Ni- all no Nike the- Air Jordans? No, no Nike Air oh, Jordans? Goodness, no? No, Ooh. this is in Chicago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. She's from Seattle. She can't afford that. She's spending everything on rent. <laughs> you kidding me? She can barely afford dude, the she's Converse. She's probably wearing Crocs. She, she's wearing she's Crocs, in a, dude. dude. She's in a studio <laughs> apartment paying 2600 a month. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Oh, she's that's, in a that's the truth right there. Squ- she's in a 400-square-foot apartment. Studio. Like she's sleeping and going to the bathroom and doing everything in the same room, and she's paying twenty six hundred a month. 
No wonder she's singing. She's wanting to get out of there. <laughs> get us out of here, Jack. I'm done. Josh. We're done. We, we gone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's um, centering around the local church, whether that be in the city, in the county, in the urban, in the rural, you can follow us more and discuss with us more. Ask mm. us more questions on what we call the sociables, the metaverse, yes, the Facebook, mm. the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Goes well with chocolate and marshmallow. Or the always depraved, always favorite of everyone. Ugh. The tweaker, the Twitter, the mm. little blue bird site, Muskerville, if you will. <laughs> yeah. You can follow us all on those sociable platforms at the tag at reformatory pod ask us more questions um shoot us a dm if you want to hear if you have episode ideas please shoot us those oh Josh, yeah. you can tell the lovely people how they might support us in our endeavors to make the local church central into the believer's life absolutely well you can uh you can drop a a rating on this podcast give us a, some mm. five stars for five solas write us a little review if your podcast platform lets you do that, I know Spotify does. I know, uh, I think Amazon does. I know Apple Podcast does. And that is the most popular app. So if you haven't done that yet, help us out. Drop us a little five stars for five solos. Well, five, five dollar holla. Exactly. We would greatly appreciate that. Holla. 100%. As Jack is already saying, you can drop us a five dollar holla, which means five dollars a month for mm-hmm. exclusive content. Jack, exclusive. we have, we have. We have bonus episodes. You're gonna you get this episode early. You get two bonus episodes a week of Jack and I riffing on awesome stuff. You get video content. You get pictures, dude. We we our patrons have exclusive access to Jack and I. Dare I say intimate access? Dare I say? <laughs> All right. And if you want that, and we know you do, for a five dollar holla, you could become a Patreon supporter. And our pledge to you is that your name shall be Hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. That is our pledge to you. Last but not least, head on over to YouTube because we're on YouTube now. Subscribe to the channel. Like. Hey, hey, hey. Drop a comment. All the things the kids say, like, comment, and subscribe. Right? Right? I think that's what the kids say. Ring like, the bell. Ring, ring the, the bell. bell. Dude, yes. Ring the bell for notifications. <laughs> I forgot about the bell, dude. That's right. Like, comment, subscribe. Ring the bell for more notifications. Uh, that's what you need to do over on YouTube. Um, and uh, stay classy. Stay classy, friends. We thank you for listening. We will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>